With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your post-match on the Blue Room, Chelsea 2, Everton 2. Uh, I'm not sure too many of us thought that would happen, certainly after going behind twice down at Stamford Bridge. But we've gained the point. Um, uh, well, I suppose they're still renowned as one of the big boys in the Premier League, despite the fact that they're 10th in the Premier League table. Um, but yeah, it was a, a last-minute equaliser from Ellis Sims. Um, there was a, a decent header scored by uh, Abdullah Decore. I'll come to you first, Rob. Um, what do you feel about that? Because I, I, I'm sat here feeling pretty buoyed by that. I'm feeling that we showed a lot of what we've not seen so far this season. Well, I mean, it, it depends on when you would ask me that question. You know, the result, yes. I, yeah, of I course, so, yeah. I was so thrilled with, um, you know, we played the kind of perfect, you know, the, the perfect quintessential Sean Dyche first half, right? Zero, you know, nil-nil. You know, sure, no shots on goal, but they, they, you know, we were giving Chelsea nothing, um, which is about what I expected. And I, I kind of thought, are we going for the, are we going for a nil-nil full time, and uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe sneak in, you know, a, a goal on a set piece or something like that. And then we get four goals in the second half, and I'm like, look, I, on the one hand, if you told me before the game, uh here's your here is your weekly snap your your handoff segment guys uh if you told me before the game uh that i'd have a point at stanford bridge today uh for everton i would have gladly taken that given that i kind of reasonably expected us to to not get anything um i i think and i'm sure we'll go on to talk about this i think the frustration is the <laughs> And I know we've talked about this before, Dave, but I, I, the the inability for us to kind of play in any kind of consistent way for a full ninety minutes, um, it's it, it's kind of maddening, right? Like, you know, the first forty five play great defensively, uh, second forty five, just. I, I mean, both of those goals that we gave up are maddening when you consider that we had the rare game today where we actually scored more than one goal. Um, and we scored both of them 
in um you know both of them it was the decory goal technically an open play i know i guess there was a i mean he glanced off a couple of people before it got to his head yeah, but yeah. i mean look you you score two goals and you you'd like to think that you can hold you know if you've held the the opposition to nothing in the first half that you can just avoid some individual mistakes and Today, those two goals that we conceded just are, they drove me, they drove me crazy, Dave. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, Michael Keane put that first goal on the plat on a platter uh, for Chelsea. The second goal, I, I, what is James Tarkovsky doing? I I have no idea what that lunge in the box was. I I guess on the replay, you, it was a kind of a combo platter of of he and Godfrey maybe, but it, it, I mean, I think it was primarily Tarkovsky and I'm just thinking, you know, these are the thing. These are just these unforced errors that span, um, th- that seem to persist regardless of the manager. And every new manager comes in and says, "What?" One of the very first things they say, Dave, is, "Look, you know, this is a this is a side low on confidence. Like we could do a whole greatest hits of what managers at Everton say when they first come in after the last one's been sacked, right?" And they always say, you know, we've got to eliminate the individual mistakes and and it never really seems to happen. Um, <laughs> but look, I, I keep saying it every week. Um, it, it, it's all about results. I don't particularly I, I'm probably not one of the people who thinks that what I'm seeing looks that looks particularly great. Um, the forest result was a real, real disappointment. Um, we got a, a really much needed great win at home against Brentford. And, um, as much as the two goals we conceded today were galling, look, we, we found a way Ellis Sims, who just, who seems to go these long stretches without ever getting a, uh, getting a shot to, to play any meaningful time comes on as sort of just a, you know, throwing last throw of the dice mm-hmm. and you see that goal. And, and all I'm thinking to myself, Dave is how has Neil Mope gotten any minutes uh, <laughs> since, since Dice came in, like, Play, look, we know what Neil Mope is, and it's just it's not happening for him. I, I want I would rather see, you know, I'd rather see Ellis Sims if he's not going to start, which I understand, you know, give him a consistent role, let him develop. Um, and 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 he showed you something today. Uh, but bottom line, we score a late goal, we get a point that we desperately needed. Uh, it is as tight as tight can be at the in the bottom half of the table. Um, I, I don't know that we moved a ton, you know, needle the needle a ton in terms of our, you know, avoiding relegation chances and all those things. But to get a point today, all things considered, is is a pretty good result for us. And, and from that standpoint, I'm happy. Well, the, the one thing as well, I'll come to you now, Pete. The one thing that um, I always felt when we had David Moyes back in the day as manager, since I've been a kid as an Everton fan, is when we gain some sort of momentum, we gen- we 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 seem to become a decent side, a decent outfit to to go about the Premier League, and we'll go on a decent run of form. Um, look, it's really hard to say that given the position that we're in and given why we had to get Sean Dice in the end anyway. But I look at that now and and a performance like that. I'm sitting here watching on on the telly right now seeing the players come together, everyone on and running towards the away fans. And these all feel a lot different than what we've we've suffered from in the last 18 months to two years, particularly when Benitez was there, everything that sort of failed after um, Ancelotti moved to back to Real Madrid. Um, today, I, I was really concerned by where we played, seemed to be really deep, which is typical of something that happens when you're 
the the poor side in inverted commas that goes to a club like Chelsea, you're going to get 20, well, maybe 25, 30% possession in the game. You know where you've got to be active in a defensive status. But like Rob said there, to concede two goals, two really poor goals, talking about the penalty they got as well, um, I'm not, I'm not too sure what Godfrey was doing really because he's he's been ran past and then he decides to try and nick um, the, the James's foot and then it's Tarkovsky who completes the damage and they score a penalty. I think yeah, that's game over now. Um, just watching the goal again here and it's coming on and what uh, Ella Sims does jogs past. I think it's Kulabali who just jogs past there, a world class centre back. He's a powerful, powerful boy, and that that'll do him a really big uh, momentum going forward as being able to play for us. So, um, how how are you feeling in general after that game? Where we are, who we've got? I mean, a lot of people have said us getting one point from these three big games we've got: Chelsea, Spurs, Man United is actually the main positive we're probably going to see from these. But now that we've got one with those two to come, feels a little bit more confident now. Yeah, it really does. It really does. This is this was a um a point that I didn't see coming. Certainly, you know, with with fact with ten minutes ago, uh, I thought that we we we'd lost our chance to to grab a point. But then, as I say, this this Everton team just seems like a different animal under under Sean Dyche. Obviously, we've had our setbacks, the Arsenal game in particular, the Villa game at home, um, where we should have been out of sight in the first half. But again, it was individual errors that cost us. Um, but yeah, I think I think one thing that you can't question with this group of players under Sean Dyche is, is that you know is that passion and that fight. They, they, if you go back to Frank Lampard's last game in charge against West Ham away, where we were just going through the motions, we went you know once they scored the second goal, we had loads of possession. We we just looked like it was a training game. Didn't look interested. Didn't look like we had any fight. Didn't have any desire to go forward and actually try and test West Ham. And that was West Ham. Um, and regardless of where Chelsea are in the league, we know that, they, that, that going to Stamford Bridge is always going to be a tough test. And, and like you say, a lot of people probably would have written us off going into today's game. Um, I'm looking at it thinking from two points of view. From our point of view, that's going to give us a massive boost in terms of confidence, in terms of our ability to go away from home and to grind out and to really, you know, not give up, you know, in the signs of adversity to really keep going from now till the end of the season. And also it sends a message to the teams around us as well. Because the teams around us would have been thinking, right, Everton are going to lose today. So, you know, w- w- we've got a chance there to really, you know, make ground upon them or, or even pull away from them. Um, that point at the end of the season could be massively, massively crucial to our survival. So what we've got to do now is we've got to look at the next 10 games and we've got to use that fighting spirit and we've got to use every ounce of of, of battling, you know, fighting spirits that's in that squad. We've got to use every ounce of it to try and get us through the next 10 games and, and hopefully... Um, if we can put performances in like that again, it's not the complete performance by any stretch of the imagination. You know, we haven't. It's not like we've gone to Stamford Bridge and dominated. But what we have done is we haven't given up, and, and not giving up is so crucial um, at this point in the season. You know, you've seen so many teams in and around the bottom who've who've capitulated under similar circumstances, who've who've heads whose heads have dropped, and they've been almost looking at the next game already. We didn't do that today. Um, and I think I think Rob actually missed an opportunity there to say when he said about Lattler Sims being the last throw of the dice. He was the last throw of the dice. And Dice, what a performance! You know, the last throw of the Dice. There's, there's your, um, oh. <laughs> there's the title that was, podcast for you right there. Yeah, but Ellis Sims again. You know, like you say, he's been limited <laughs> in terms of his chances, but he's taken that chance. And again, that unknown Kula Bali is looking at him. Maybe, maybe he, he just didn't 
didn't fancy Ellis Sims to go past him. Maybe he didn't quite. He, you know, he's an un, he's an unknown sort of cat, sort of you know, uh, he's an unknown player in the Premier League. He's got, he's tall, he's he's awkward, he's he's obviously you know got pace, but I think it's that pace that's that's kind of um, that people probably underestimate, and that's that's a um, you, you know an attribute that we hopefully can take advantage of from now till the end of the season. But it's certainly, I mean, again, we can talk about the individual errors, we can talk about you know being disappointed about giving giving away sloppy goals again, but I'm just going to concentrate on the fact that we've gone away to Stamford Bridge, we've scored a last minute or you know an equalizer right at the end of the game um i'm looking at this in as as all positives basically um and it's really you know given given us a massive boost going into the next game against tottenham i definitely think you were sat there when you were watching this game in a <laughs> massive big bar of cheddar because that was so cheesy what you just said by the way. dave i'm gonna need a shower after that <laughs> uh that was that was wretched um, unexpected as well yeah, well, and, and one thing I'll add, dice, come on. <laughs> hey, look, and Dave, one thing I'll add to what 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 Peter said. I mean, it's it's weird because this the Sean Dyche experience so far has been in many ways exactly what I expected um, in terms of of kind of how it looks um, and you know who he would play. Uh, and and then on the other hand, it's also not been what I thought in terms of who he would play. Like, so for instance, I kind of expected Dwight McNeil to to come in and 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 play uh you know, play more under him. Didn't expect Abdullah Decore to somehow be resurrected from the dead and mm-hmm. and and play like he has. And, and that's been mixed at times, but he was probably my man of the match today. He got a goal, got the really nice assist uh on the Sims goal as well. And and I th- I think, and this is the thing that I think is the biggest surprise for me with what we've seen so far. Um, I'm you know I'm about to say something kind of audacious, but you know if 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 Sean Dyche could organ if he could have done more up to this point, like d- don't get me wrong, like we've got three wins. I think what are we at now? Three wins, three losses, two draws, right? It's 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 such a mixed bag of of results and and it's you know that's form, not Rob. That is mid table. Yeah, form, no, that and that's that's fine. It's just that if you had told me that we would be um that we would have under Dice conceded 12 goals in eight games, I would have thought, no, 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 surely not. Um, you know, like like that's the one thing I think we can count on. I like I'm at the point where I feel like when we're talking about these margins, you know, we've got a day where we're celebrating uh, and, and these time, you know, a, a, an occasion like this, a you know, a draw is one of those things in football where the context of it is very important in terms of how you judge it. Right. Like when you're the team that, that gets a late equalizer, like we did today, a draw can feel like a win. Right. And then there are other times like against forest where you're ahead to one with 13 minutes to go and a draw feels like a, lo- a loss. Right. I think though, that the fact that we've conceded 12 and eight games is I like I I'm still kind of disappointed in that frankly just because I think part of it stems from the fact that um I, I think that Sean Dyche has made some very conscious uh lineup decisions that are really tied to some of his Burnley rooted blind spots mm-hmm. uh and I think that you know continuing to watch uh, like 
you know, Michael Keane was 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 good against Brentford. I don't want to take uh, Brentford. I don't want to take that away from him, but he's. I, I don't know, and I'm not the only one. I I I, I'm, I just don't I don't see it with Michael Keenan. I never am going to, and and I've seen him under every manager, and he continues to make these sorts of mental mistakes in games, and and so that stuff drives me crazy. But you know, guys, just to give you a sense of it, we hold on against Forest, and everything else stays the same. We're in we're in twelfth place today after after this result. Think like that's how much, you know, every little decision or every, you know, every, um, you know, small passage of play or every goal conceded, uh, you know, from a mistake or from something silly just matters right now. And so, again, I, I think that, you know, I'm starting to kind of inch towards feeling like we could pull we could pull this off. And we, you know, now that there have been so many other teams that have been dragged into this relegation scrap that that obviously helps our odds. We've had a lot of a lot of results that went our way but as matt jones tweeted earlier like trying to to you know <laughs> trying to like will eight other sides into losing every weekend is very exhausting <laughs> and so you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a ride like there's you know we're now going into these final what 10 10 games and there's just so many permutations and so many things that can happen um but when we've got a chance to you know when we've got a chance to win a game we've got to find ways to close them out you know today was one of those times where we took what looked like we were was going to be a nothing result and we got something and that's important and i want to give the the side credit for that to peter's point you have to you have to i think we can all agree that 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 the effort is is largely there it's not really an effort thing I just want to see that that can I think effort is less the issue for me and more the issue is consistent 90 minutes of focus and that focus has been the problem uh under under dice so far but it was it's been a long-term problem for this club and these players for uh a long time now um and so it, this is just something that hopefully as 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 dice continues to work with this group uh this is going to be something that that will you know we're going to see less of these individual error you know dumb mistake uh you know brain fart goals whatever you want to call them uh but we've got to see less of those uh and if we do uh we're in better shape and dave to your point if we'd just been kind of playing this mediocre all season or we had had dice here uh you know a month or two before we're not even having this conversation no. Uh, no. but unfortunately the, the the amount of games left when he got he got hired are what they are and we are in the predicament we're in so we've just got to find ways to to keep that mental focus for a full 90 minutes put in a full you know a full performance and and look we've we've been able to win games we've won three games and outside of that arsenal result in this first game where i felt like we played close to a full 90 minutes we haven't played a full 90 since then no. we've still gotten two wins still gotten two draws there are opportunities for this thing to improve just a little bit more and i think if we do then then we're going to achieve safety it, it's really interesting that there's some of the um some of the different feelings I have towards this is like, you know, it, it doesn't feel fully to me like it's um, escape from victory type of desire with all this, because I don't know whether that's because there's so many other teams. There's obviously nine teams within, well, I think it's three points that could uh, could go down conceivably. 12th downwards with Crystal Palace up there um, who still need to appoint a new manager and they go away to Arsenal tomorrow, by the way. Um I look at the constantly. I know you guys probably be the same. You're constantly looking at fixtures and 
Um, I think I've been more interested in other football clubs in the Premier League than I ever have been before. Just wondering who they've got injured and stuff like that going forward. Um, but the thing that, that Rob spoke about there, Pete, which I think is really um, sticking out more than anything else, is the way in which Dice is getting us to come back in games um, to have a different ideology towards we play when we've conceded the goal. Now, when we conceded the penalty, I saw um, Pickford going absolutely crazy at Tarkovsky. I, I guess he's saying to him, why have you been so naive there to take a man down when he's in a really difficult angle to, to even score a goal? I mean, it looked like... It didn't look like it needed to be an inevitable penalty that they didn't need to throw themselves in there, even though he's only like five yards out. The angle that he it would have been really difficult for him to score, and you'd hope that if he crossed it, then we could clear it anyway. And then that that we conceded added onto the the, the first goal they scored through Yao Felix, um, Keen out. I'm I'm looking at that thinking, well, how many times have you looked at us in the past? regardless of what who the manager's been, where we've made those sorts of mistakes and never been able to come back from it. The fact we did today, away at one of the toughest sides in the league, who were in the quarterfinals now at the Champions League, I know they're, they're struggling and um, they have their, issue, their own issues themselves under, under Graham Potter, but for us to go and do that when we didn't have or haven't had a genuine striker for a long time now with, with Calvert-Lewin being out... For us to go and do that, um, I if you're going to go and draw a game or if you're going to go not lose a game away from home against a really tough opponent, doing it the way in which we did tonight, that's probably the most positively affected Everton walking away from that down in London and starting to look at the other games and think, do you know what? We should be well up for this if we're able to go and do what we did today. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. That's what you know. what I go back to. You know what I said about in terms of the belief that that'll give us from now from now till the end of the season and certainly the last ten games. Um, you know the fact that we've got that desire and I think that's the thing. It's you know you took as I say, I've, I've spoken about efforts and and work rates and and things like that. And as Rob rightly said, I don't think that can be questioned. And we've had that before, but I think one of the things that we we seem to be seems to have a lot more of now is belief. And belief, and and not and not just giving up, and not just letting you know you know going through the motions, and not just accepting defeat. Um, you know, I always say that winning is winning is a is a very sort of, um, you know, it's a feeling that that, that players can cling on to, and and that's where your top sides get from. You, you know, that that's where your top your top sides start to build up momentum because they get addicted to winning. Um, I think the flip side of that is that you can get addicted to losing as well. You can get this idea in your head where the players psychologically are so down in the dumps that they just, they literally just accept defeat because they just feel that it's inevitable. And that goes for, you know, for us, for us Evertonians, we always say about like, you know, the amount of times where, you know, where, where we can, we can be quite pessimistic, probably because of years of just being browbeaten into submission um, by, by numerous false dawns and numerous, um, numerous letdowns over the years. But certainly in terms of, as I say, when we were going through these barren spells of, of losing, you know, eight or nine games in a row, um, I think the players can just get to that stage where they're literally addicted to losing. And that losing mentality is so hard to shift. And I think that's been the biggest um, the biggest dilemma for Sean Dyche is to come in and get rid of that losing mentality. I, mean, I always remember what he said about us last season when, when Burnley beat us. Um, and he said, um, I said to the players, you know, he told them about Burnley, so I said to these players at our time, they don't know how to win a game. 
And I think he's had to do it in reverse since he's come into Everton. He's got to try and he's had to try and turn it on them and to recognise why it is that they're not able to to see out results and why it is that they do give up too easily. And I think we're starting to really see um, that fighting spirit. And even like, you know, the 1-0 wins we've had at home, though all of those games, I'm not saying they were perfect performances, but just that spirit and that fight and that belief to keep going, uh, it, it exudes from the players and the fans react to it as well. And I know that the fans today at Chelsea were absolutely incredible. Another, you know, if you talk about play, you know, man of the match, that every single fan, man, woman, and child in that in that away end today did us proud uh, as they have done all season. Um, but certainly, that that belief is so vital for a club in our position. Um, and again, that belief will scare the living daylights out of the the the, the teams around us as well because they will have looked at that today thinking, right, that's good. Everton are going to get beat there. That's going to knock their confidence. Whereas now they're probably looking at Everton thinking, wow, they've got a bit about them and they've got you know they've, they 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 they're not giving up on this fight and and it's that that we've got to do. And I feel like up until. Just before Daesh came in, I think all of us have pretty much accepted that accepted our faith. I think that even though it's still early days and we've got 10 games left to go, I think we've given ourselves a great opportunity to try and fight, battle and work our way out of this. Um, and that goes for not just the players, but the supporters as well. A way that I want to, want to point out here, a little bit more, um, a little bit more of a facet of, of the way we've been since Daesh came in. I mean, I'm willing to admit that I wasn't thrilled that he was going to be our next manager but when when we've picked up results under him since he came in you mentioned that record we've had Rob since he came in um I, I look at it now and I think you know what there's probably nobody better who you get into the, that actually sorts that out in a I wouldn't go as far as saying a unique style because there are managers who do similar things that he does and there are managers like him who get overly criticized for the way in which their team plays but when you're in a situation we're in it's not it's not the luxury you can look at and think, you know, we want a, a manager in here who wants to keep the ball on the floor and pass it all about the place and things like that. We just want nothing but results that we need to stay in the Premier League. And that's where I actually, and I never thought I'd be saying this, uh, I think the club have done the right thing. Um, and I'll get slated for saying that about all sorts of things, as you can imagine. But I, I think they've actually done the right thing by getting him in as our manager. Now, Things might not go our way. We we might be looking at this Premier League um, table in a couple of weeks when it goes to the international break and thinking, oh, there's no way this is going to happen. You know, we're not able to do this. But I think what Pete said there is 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 more appropriate to think that we're giving ourselves a fighting chance here. And look, I'm not I'm not saying that by trying to sound like oh, you know, we should all feel really sorry for ourselves. Because I, I and I think many fans would say me particular because I'm just simply re- renowned for being a negative Everton fan. But I looked at that table, say maybe two three weeks ago, and thought there's no way we're staying up in this league not with these fixtures we've got coming up. Um, and I I I can't think that there's a there's a way we'd arrive at where we are now, um, regardless of looking at what the points difference is and stuff like that. But being in a position where I feel. I'm not going as far as saying confident. I think a lot of people have said confident. I don't think that's the word to use here. Um, and I'm not really sure what term I'm settled with. You'll probably have a better one than me. Um, but I'm cautiously optimistic. But even that is probably stepping a little <laughs> bit too far. 
Um, you're you're fifty one percent opt. I, I like to call it fifty one percent optimistic, right, which is right. It's a coin flip, but I'm leaning towards getting it right. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I I'm the same. I'm starting to feel that way too, Dave. Like, I, I'm not. Um, you know, I, I, I think you wouldn't that, put your house on a staying up, would you? No, not at all. Like. Today, uh, so one of the one of the sites that I I, I peruse after all these results, right? Because we're all doing the thing right now where we we're, we're watching all the other games or we're or at least keeping track of the scores, right? And then at the end of the game, I go to uh, 538.com, which you know I think they started a long time time ago. Obviously, mostly as like a political website, but they basically have this giant. They cover every sports league in the world basically now, and and they do this. They have this table on there, and you can just look. You can just type in PL538 in a Google search and it'll pull right up. But basically, it shows you kind of, uh, you know, where percentage of chance everyone is to finish in different positions and or to be relegated. And look, I think we came in today, uh, according to 538, uh, we had ticked down after that Brentford win, I think, to about a 44% chance of being relegated. And now we're down to 40 and so, you know, it's like that 60-40 kind of thing. And it's like, oh, that okay, that, that means we're we're at least inching in the right direction given where where we ended up in, in February or ended up um, you know, after January and the, the disastrous transfer market. But I I, I think Dave, what I'm I'm still struck by and, and what I hope no one forgets, regardless of what happens, uh, whether we stay up or not, is to not make the mistake of last season when we were we not i don't think we meant we did it i think we were all relieved and there was a little bit of celebration just because of how much of a journey that kind of unique relegation fight feeling you know it, it evokes in all of us right this season though if we find a way if we manage to survive um you know it's sort of like when um you know the 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 referee says play on after a foul has occurred and they want to give it advantage and you know goes on you know the the run of play goes on for a long long time and you're like i wonder if he's going to forget to pull that guy back for a card later like <laughs> like no matter what happens don't forget january guys i i i cannot i cannot underscore enough that regardless of what you think about the manager or these this set of players or what have you this board and this ownership if they if if you had said that they were actually trying to get us relegated you wouldn't actually be able to provide evidence to the contrary that's mm -hmm. how bad what we saw in January and and frankly, an extension of this past summer was in terms of our business. And so, you know, if we if we eke by again or, hey, let's say we get on a nice little run here and and we are safe with two or three games to go. Wonderful. The lesson and the takeaway from that should be that most of these players should still either be gone or they should not be starting games for Everton. Now, again, don't know that that's necessarily realistic, but but like, let's remember that this is still a very bad football team, <laughs> and, and we need to. And, and and just because we survived does not mean that the takeaway should be all right. We 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 figured something out. Let's go again. No, we got to find ways to improve. But look, I, today was the kind of result that. Um, kind of surprised me because I, I, you know, outside of maybe that first match against Arsenal under Daesh I, that I expected us to absolutely get throttled in when we won, 
I expected today not to necessarily get killed. Chelsea's been a really weird proposition all season, but I didn't expect to win. We all know how we play in London and so on and so forth. And so, I, look, every point matters. We've got to just, I, I think, focus on the last 10 games or so as as its own issue. And then we have to realize that if we stay up, then the lesson from all of this is that there still needs to be massive, massive change in coming. Mm. And now whether that is with Dice or not, like if he keeps this up, he's obviously going to keep his job. Um, and, and if so... I don't necessarily I, I'm not going to necessarily look at the at what I've seen so far and say, yes, more of this, please. Like I now don't get me wrong. I, I think that Daesh uh, will will be able to be better with better players because every manager is better when they have better players. Uh, but but we've actually got to make that make that happen. And so for me. Looking at today in, in you know in, in the micro way, it's 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 good. It's a positive sign. I'm starting to inch towards feeling like we're going to stay up. Um, but at the same time, I, I just and, and it sounds I don't mean to sound negative, it's not a killjoy thing, guys. It's just like don't lose sight yeah. of what this football club is, the deep-rooted problems that it has, and the absolute necessity for change that must must come at the end of this season. Mm. That's such, such an important point you're making there towards the end because I remember, and we all remember, just after staying up against Palace, uh, which is coming up to nearly a year, which is crazy, isn't it, to think back that it's almost a year since we stayed yeah. up. It's a year to the day since that um, crazy win against <laughs> against Newcastle and there was a guy tied to the post by a cable tie. Um, things started to go crazy, but when, when that happened, that win against Palace, where we didn't think we were going to stay up when you're 2-0 down at half-time, and all of those things started to happen. Um, and we all said to each other, and the club, you know, this can't happen again. This cannot happen again. And lo and behold, we're in a position where a lot of people are looking at this thinking, no, it is going to happen again, in regards to we'll probably have to do something miraculous in terms of turning around. Um, being 2-0 down and playing Arsenal on the final day of the season to win in 3-2 just to make sure it didn't matter. Um, just a final word to, to you, Pete, because you've only got a minute or so left. Um, what are you feeling in general now about this in, in terms of the games you've got? Spurs at home next Monday night. I think as well, um, just to finish on this bit of a tangent, but when I look at us when we play our games... I, don't, I think I'm starting to feel a little bit comfortable that we see what's happened in the results before we play. Um, conversely, you know, me, you might think completely opposite of that because it puts us in some sort of this of additional pressure because the the games today didn't really go our way before this one at Chelsea. I'm looking at Sean Dice, thinking he probably relishes a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. To be fair, um, I think I think Sean Dice is a is a manager made for this kind of situation that we're in. Um, I think he I loves think difficulty. He, he loves, loves difficulty. It. He loves it. I think if I, I think if we were mid-table and and safe, I think he'd be bored. I think he'd be, probably he'd leave. Probably, <laughs> yeah, he, he'd just, yeah, he'd probably just walk out um, and let Steve Stone take over for the rest of the season. I think he, I think he's in his element. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, looking at Spurs results today as well, looking at the way that they gave away those three points against Southampton, um, Spurs will be bitterly, bitterly disappointed with that. And I'm sure that they'll they'll want to, you know, to 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 come back from that. They'll want to bounce back from that uh, performance. I've seen the comments from Antonio Conte. Wow, uh, today he's just begging to be sacked, isn't he? He's absolutely begging for his payoff. 
Um, well, he's, he's yeah. put all of his players out to dry, hasn't he? And oh, he's put everyone out to dry. Yeah. He's, he's, he, I mean, he's talking about the, the owner. He's talking about. He's basically saying that, that there's a loser's mentality within the football club. It's like, he said, well, said today it's not a team. <laughs> he said yeah. it's like a group of individuals. Anyway, we, we've got enough to talk about with the uh, with Spurs next week at home. But one one thing one you, thing I would say, Dave, though, by the way, you know, talking about January, we might not have made any signings, but if Sean Dice keeps us up, that's fine this season. Yeah, that's an excellent point, an excellent way to to end yeah. uh, this post match. Agreed. Rob, agreed. By the way, regardless of what you know, regardless of my critiques here and there, look, Di- getting sacking Lampard and getting Dice in is going to be the thing that ultimately keeps us up. The bigger the bigger question that needs to continue to be asked though is why it didn't happen yeah. way sooner. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that that I think that's a big question we're all left uh, to answer towards the end of the season. If we're still talking like we are right now about us not confirming our survival when we've still got you know two or three games left to go, then that is the big question, and we'll all be beating at the uh, the owner's door and and the board's door once again. But we've still got plenty of time to talk about that as we always do on the Blue Room. Thanks so hey, much, Dave, lads. Hey, Dave. The last thing I'll say is. Um, you know, if if we if they if this somehow doesn't go the right way over the last few games, they're gonna the club's gonna have a lot bigger problems than merely <laughs> a sign, a, you know, a, a part of a, a billboard or a sign on, attached to the stadium ending up in a canal. Like I can only imagine what <laughs> I can only imagine yeah. what it would look like if uh, things go badly from here. But yeah. I, I I I'm I'm choosing to believe that that we are finally starting to turn in the right direction. That's it. I think you're spot on. I think that um, you don't want the you don't want to be the, the club complaining about stuff that we don't want to happen. But at the same time, you don't want this club. You don't want this board anywhere near our club, do we? Um, but yeah, to think that, to feel that we've um, finished today on a high note, uh, a point away at Chelsea. What are we? Two points above the drop zone. We play the game more than most sides. We've got Spurs at home next Monday. Stay with the Blue Room with the next week. We'll be talking about everything Everton. Uh, thanks to the lads for joining me today, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.